Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times of the COVID-19 pandemic, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. I'm joined today by Gary Palmer, CEO of Prairie Meadows. Gary, thanks for taking time out. I'm sure you're quite busy, so I do appreciate you taking the time out to join us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you calling. So I know we kind of talked uh, before we got started, and this is actually the first time that we've met. So other than um, my frequent visits to Prairie Meadows, which, by the way, I will say as a sidebar, my kids cannot wait until the ponies start racing again, because that is definitely an activity we enjoy thoroughly. So we're definitely looking forward to that. But in in addition to uh, to your role now at Prairie Meadows, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, some of the leadership roles that you've had in the past. Okay, I've uh, been born and raised in Altoona, Iowa. I've been around a long time. Um, Went to Bondurant for high school, and after high school, uh, Uncle Sam thought he needed me during the Vietnam War, so I went there for five years into the service. And after I uh, came back from the service, I went to college. I got a degree from Grandview University, and I also have a degree from Drake University. So kind of the local guy, been around for a long time, uh, owned my own business for many years before I really got involved into Prairie Meadows in the mid-80s. Uh, I was kind of on the steering committee to put Prairie Meadows in Polk County. So at that time, I was a volunteer, went into working as a board member for about five years, putting everything together. And then I was asked to uh, sell the business I had and become a full-time staff member at Prairie Meadows. And that was in 1998. So I've been in leadership team there since 1998. I've been the CEO since 2006. It's always nice to, uh, to meet a fellow Grandview alum. I actually myself went to Grandview college or when it was Grandview college. So I did too. Yeah, you bet. (laughs) So I still, still catch myself calling that from time to time, but nevertheless, uh, so with some of those roles that you've had that you talked about, you know, from uh, all the way back from being in the service to to where you're at now, talk about a time or two where you may have encountered some challenges, and I'm sure there are plenty, um, that you may have seen or that may have seemed impossible to overcome at first. Well, I don't think there's many as probably critical as the ones we face today, but I own my own businesses for many years. And, you know, just the challenge of having one or two businesses and making payroll, going through recessions. Um, most of my life until the last 20 some years, um, it was always my dime I spent and it was very important that I could, uh, afford my employees, take care of their families, uh, keep the doors open. And, uh, we were very fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, I come from a, a, a farming background, my family here in Altoona and, uh, had a lot of community, um, connections through the years, working with the Chamber of Commerce. I was the president of Altoona Chamber of Commerce, I think, three or four times. Been involved. I was the chairman of the Ankeny uh, Airport Authority that built Ankeny Airport when it was built. And I firmly believe in working with the community and getting my family working with the community. We're big community people. So I kind of fit in just perfect with Prairie Meadows being it's really a community-owned project. And our goal is to... um, give all our profits back to the community. 
and to, and to help the community. Right now we have uh, about 1,300 employees at Prairie Meadows. So a lot of responsibility there, especially when you have to shut down for a while. Right. To make sure that uh, our employees are taken care of. Uh, they're uh, our most important asset for sure. And um, again, I think probably that one of the biggest challenges in my life any, in, anyway is right now. And the challenge is kind of, uh, to all of us, is where is it going to end? We know it's going to end. We're very optimistic. Um, have to get through this hiccup. We will. We were the first casino in Iowa to close down. We made a decision early uh, on the morning of March 16th. This was the day we were going to close. The writing was on the wall, and with having over 8,000 visitors every day, we definitely wanted to protect our employees and our customers. Right. And the only thing we could think about is just close. Let's just close down and just see what happens. And uh, that's kind of where we are today. Uh, we have a skeleton crew working. I'm talking about just a few in security and surveillance uh, to, to protect our building. Uh, but um, no one else is working in the building. We want to make sure it's sanitized and clean. We're, we're on the phone constantly. I've never been on the phone so much in my life. I I've never been on so much in my life as our team uh, executive team in, in particular is working every day uh, and our goal is to what are we going to do when we open up our goal is to open up greet our guests back greet our employees back and uh, continue with life and uh, actually the sooner the better absolutely so as you go through this and now normally I've been asking um, you know, some of the other guests that we've had on about past experience, but it does, given your situation right now, it seems much more relevant to talk about uh, what's going on now. So how are, I guess, do you have some examples of, of some of the ways that you're actually uh, keeping morale up and things like that amongst your team members, given the current situation for Prairie Meadows? Yes, we have a, um, uh, a employee hotline that we created we also have an emergency number that they get on their cell phone and messages. Uh, just letting people know, you know, we're working on the opening day. We don't know when that's going to be. We hope everyone's doing fine. Be cool. We're the first 30 days. We, we're paying all our employees hundred uh, percent benefits and salaries and wages. Uh, we've, we've got to make a decision in a few weeks, how far that, that can go. Right. That's a very expensive um, venture. We're doing our best. We've been fortunate enough to um, be a very successful company. We've never, we haven't had any debt for the last 29 years. So we don't have to worry about debt service. We just need to worry about taking care of our employees in our community. And fortunate enough, we've planned uh, for the future, for a rainy day, if you will. Sure. Never know it's going to be like this. Right. Absolutely. Uh, but we're doing our best to continue to pay our people as long as we can and give them benefits. Okay. And now, um, having taken on the leadership role and, and been obviously been in your role there at Prairie Meadows for a while, um, what are some of the things, if you can allude to, because again, this is maybe for the small business person that's listening in Altoona or, you know, anywhere else across the world for that matter. What are some things, because it, it, takes a strong frame of mind to be a great leader and to do things and make tough decisions and make quick calls. Um, any insights on some of the things that you do personally to kind of 
help you with that frame of mind. You know, some people talk about meditation. Some people listen to music. Some people read books. Not that you'd have an overabundance of time for any of those things right now. But do you have anything in particular that, you know, that kind of helps you, I guess, for lack of a better word, get your mind right? I guess optimism. My, my folks um, embedded in me when I was a young man, never worry about things you have no control over. Good advice uh, through my life in a lot of cases. Why stay up all night worrying about something that it won't change one bit until the next morning till you do something about it. So I've kind of trained myself that way. Even today uh, in uh, our daily life here, I definitely spend time on the treadmill. I spend time talking to our top executives all a lot during every day, uh, planning, uh, making sure that we can take care of our employees and their families as long as we can, uh, figuring out different contingency plans if we can't. Uh, there's just a lot to think about when you have that much going, but I, I think the most important is keeping a positive attitude, exercise, uh, look on the bright side of things. This will pass and, uh, we'll go back, but it does bring light to a lot of us that have had a pretty good life. And that's most of us, um, thinking that it would go forever and never have a hiccup. Guess what? We've had the hiccup right. and things can go wrong. And um, we need to prepare for that. And uh, we need to make sure that the next time, hopefully this will never happen again or anything like it, but we'll be more prepared probably. But uh, I, I think the optimism uh, is, is the biggest thing. Uh, we can't wait to open again. We have so many great plans for promotions and stuff uh, to see our customers again, to see our employees again. And I think that keeps all of us going. I mean, that's the deal. Uh, you have to plan for tomorrow. We're not, this isn't a closure. This is a temporary uh, dismissal of business for a while. But uh, you can be assured that when we can uh, get back to work again, we're going to be ready. The doors are going to be open, and we are going to be ready for our eight to 10,000 people again to come in to visit us every day. And hopefully more. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that are absolutely waiting to be a part of that. And then uh, just to wrap up uh, and we can draw, you can draw on past experiences. Again, it may be easier to draw on what's going on currently, um, or you can do a combination of of the two, but if you had to take three lessons uh, and listening to you speak, it sounds like you've kind of given some nuggets throughout uh, in some of your answers. But um, again, just for those those people that may be listening um, and, and looking for, for help and inspiration themselves, if you had uh, three lessons that you could share uh, that you've learned from your experiences that you can apply, you know, now to the, the, the pandemic known as the coronavirus, what would they be? Well, one thing, when you're in my position, which a lot of people have positions like I do, you are a leader. You're expected to be a leader. Our 1,300 families are looking to me and my team to make sure we do the best we can for them and for our future. And that's what's on our plate, and we're going to do a darn good job of it. Uh, Again, just looking at uh, what's happening now, uh, planning that hopefully this won't happen happen again to any of us. But you've got to stay positive. You've got to focus on the future. Uh, you've got to take it day by day, but in a positive sense. We could all get into a cloud if we wanted to, but you can wake up tomorrow, you're going to be in that same cloud. Why would you do waste your time doing that? Right. We don't feel that way. We feel like moving. We have a lot of laughter. We, we do a lot of jokes on uh, uh, conference calls every day, keeping each other pumped up, ready to roll. And um, 
we are ready to roll, and we're going to continue that way. We, we, we're looking for a very, very positive future, and we just have to toughen it up for a few more weeks, maybe three, four weeks. But um, we, we Americans have it very, very good, and we need to keep it that way. But social distancing, I'm a big believer in that. We're keeping our people out, our buildings sanitized. Uh, do what they tell us to do, and we're going to get over this sooner than later. Gary, thank you for taking the time to join us today. It's one of those we could easily turn this into a two-hour conversation. But again, I understand that you're a busy man. And so we're going to go ahead and let you get back to work and uh, look forward to, you know, uh, Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino opening up hopefully soon uh, so we can all get back out there and, and enjoy those wonderful amenities. Gary, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.